Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and I'm a former therapist, a highly sensitive person, and a boundary setting coach for highly sensitive people. My hope for this podcast is to create a feeling of community, be a supportive place for HSPs, and normalize our experiences as highly sensitive people. Thank you so much for joining me, and let's begin. Hi, everybody. I have a pretty cool guest for you today. Her name is Stephanie Frizel, and she has spent two decades in the music industry as an artist, songwriter, and music producer. Her work has been nominated for a Grammy, featured on the Billboard chart for Emerging Artists, nominated for Radio Music Awards, and appeared in film and television. She is the creator of the Songwriter Series, an online event that offers mentorship from award-winning songwriters, and is the author of the book and host of the upcoming podcast, Self-Care for the Creative, which both discuss self-care strategies for people in creative communities. It was really cool to talk to her. She talks about her experience discovering that she's highly sensitive, of course. She talks about her experience with depression, her self-care strategies that she's found that help her as a highly sensitive person and empath, and of course talks a little bit about her book that recently came out in, I think, October. So I figured I would have this episode come out in December because it's the perfect time. It's before Christmas. If you need something else to put on your Christmas list, this might be a good book for you, especially if you are a creative type person or in a creative industry. So before I get into our conversation, I have a few updates to share with you. The first is that starting on Monday, December 11th, so that's coming up really soon, I am hosting a seven-day boundary setting challenge, and this will take place on my email list and on Instagram. So if you are on Instagram and you would like to take part in this, I will put the link in the episode description. You can join that broadcast channel and we'll be all set to go for Monday. And if you would like to do it via email, if you're already on my email list, you should have received an email maybe a week ago. But I will put the link to sign up for the challenge via email in the episode description as well. So if you would like to do it in your email inbox, you can sign up for that. So the point of this challenge is because I know a lot of people are in my world, in my community, because they are highly sensitive people who struggle when it comes to boundary setting and maybe know that some boundaries need to be set in their lives and they're, maybe they're not quite sure how to do it or they feel really uncomfortable doing it, a combination of those two things. So this challenge is to really get you started and the hope is that you will, by the end of the challenge, set a boundary. It doesn't have to be a huge boundary. It can be something that maybe seems small, but maybe you just didn't get around to it or it feels uncomfortable or you feel anxious when you think about setting this boundary. So I'm going to give you some steps that will help you set this boundary that you might have in mind. The other part of this challenge is that I will be available if you do it on Instagram through DMs or if it's email, I will be available through email. You can reach out to me and I would love to hear your answers and what happens for each day of the challenge. And I will respond to you. And if you have any questions about that step or what's going on that day, 
I will respond to those questions. So I will be available to help guide you a little bit through this challenge. The whole thing is free. I'm really looking forward to interacting with people, seeing what types of boundaries they're setting, and see how they do with this work. So the links are in the episode description. If you would like to sign up for this, sign up as soon as you can, because like I said, it starts on Monday, December 11th. The next update I wanted to share with you is to remind you that in January, starting in exactly a month, actually, on January 7th at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time is the first meeting of Reclaim Your Life, the group, which is my group boundary setting program. This is a six-month group coaching program for highly sensitive people just like you who are ready to start setting boundaries so that you can use your time and energy on what matters most to you. So if you would like more information about this group program, you can go to my website, laurenlasallecoaching.com, and learn more about it. I will also put the link in the episode description so you can look at my programs page. There are limited spots available, so make sure that you sign up soon if this is something that you are interested in doing. I think it's going to be great to have a group working on setting boundaries all together. I'm really excited to do this work with all of you. And for my last update, I just want to remind you that I have an ongoing highly sensitive parent community, and it is a monthly membership community for parents who are highly sensitive and are seeking connection, encouragement, validation, tools, accountability, and support. We meet live once a month at a time that works for the majority of the group, and we are actually having our first live meeting today. I'm really looking forward to it. We have been having a great time connecting in our private Telegram channel, so I'm really looking forward to being able to meet in person, I guess, <laughs> on Zoom. And so if this is something that you would like to be involved in too, I will put the link to sign up for this parent community in the episode description. It's only $30 per month, and I think it is really, it's been really fun so far. So I would love to see you there. All right. Well, I think that's all I have for now, as far as updates go. So here is my conversation with Stephanie. So what was your experience like discovering that you're highly sensitive? My experience discovering that I was highly sensitive started when I was sitting in my therapist's office and I was kind of having a bit of a meltdown and I was asking her for some self-care tips and she sort of casually mentioned, you know, like, have you ever heard of empaths or highly sensitive people? I said, no, what are, what is that? And she just started explaining the characteristics and sort of the fact that we need like lots of alone time and we can be sensitive to certain smells and sights and chaotic scenes and things like that. And I, for the first time, I felt like someone was explaining my entire experience and I just didn't know there was a word for it. And um, yeah, it was like a light bulb going off in my head. And I was like, wow, I wish I knew all this stuff sooner. And that was part of the reason why I started writing the book in the first place. Yeah, it, I think it's great when therapists are knowledgeable about it because so many aren't. And right. so when your therapist is able to bring that up to you and say, I think this is what's going on, or at least a big part of it, it can, it's so helpful because otherwise, maybe you have a diagnosis um, slapped on you that doesn't quite fit because it's not taking that into account. 
Exactly. It's a huge piece of it. A hundred percent. Like if you knew this piece about yourself and you knew to give yourself, you know, two hours of alone time, which is what they recommend, which sounds kind of out, it sounds like ludicrous. But if you were to take that into account, just based on the needs of these traits, then it really offsets a lot of the pressures and things that are actually kind of, you know, bothering you um, and symptoms that may be occurring that you didn't even realize that that's part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I, I want to get into your book. So you recently had your book published, Self-Care for the Creative, a survival guide for creatives, empaths, and highly sensitive people. So congrats, by the way. That's exciting. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of what is it about and what inspired you to write it? Sure. So it is a self-care book for creatives. And what inspired me to write it is that I think that the connection between creatives often being empaths has been a little bit overlooked. And at least in my experience, when I was doing, you know, sessions in writing rooms and things like that, these things weren't being talked about. Like, oh, I'm an empath or I'm a highly sensitive person. They were all talking about how they've had anxiety. They've all had depression. They're all experienced all, you know, the the symptom list goes on and on and on. And I'm just like, okay, they're all experiencing these things. They're all highly creative. They're all highly sensitive. I'm like, I don't think anyone's really drawn the connection between those three things and been like, hey, if you're an artist and a creative and you're having to draw from your well, your sensitivity well all the time, you need X, Y, and Z to take care of yourself. And to have someone spell that out for you was never really clear for me either. So that's why I wanted to write this book was because it's simple tools that can really make a big difference in a creator's life. That's awesome that you're doing this. And hopefully this will help other creative people realize that maybe they're highly sensitive too, and then they can be able to take better care of themselves. Sure. So that's absolutely. Awesome. So yeah. can you talk about maybe a couple of your favorite um, tips that you share in this book? Sure. So one of the techniques that I actually created is called emotion separation. And when we're talking about empaths who are emotional sponges, we pick up a lot of energies throughout the day. Writer, since I'm, you know, I've been in the music industry for two decades. And um, sometimes we carry all this emotional baggage with us and we don't have the tools to release them at the end of the day. So I created emotion separation. It's very easy. I like to refer to it as like emotional laundry. Sometimes what's in the laundry is not ours. It could be your kid's clothes. It could be your husband's clothes, you know, and let's just, let's just pretend like all the clothes are feelings, right? So at the end of the day, there's a a load of laundry in there with a bunch of stuff that might not be yours. And emotion separation is basically dumping out all the laundry on the floor and sorting through it and saying, this is mine. This is not mine. So in three easy steps, you can do it in less than five minutes. You basically write down all your feelings and then you label them, each one. It doesn't matter which order it comes in, but you label each one. This is mine. This is not mine. This is mine. And it sort of helps you process those emotions a little bit more. And then the final step is to, you know, claim what's yours and release what's not. Um, but just the simple act of separating and writing it down and identifying what is yours, what is okay for you to be feeling. And maybe there's some stuff there where you can just be like, you know what? That's not mine. I can let this go. Otherwise it sits there and it stews and it, and it really impacts you. And if you're not aware that that um, it can really drain you. Yeah. I, I love that. I think that would be really helpful for people. Yeah. Cause I think it's something that sometimes you don't really think about 
there are just a lot of feelings in you and it's, it can be really overwhelming, especially if you don't realize that some of it isn't yours. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We feel all the feels, right? Like that's like, you know, it's like one of our superpowers in which, and what it makes us good creators is being able to sense other people's um, energies. We're able to hold people in conversations. We're able to, the depth of which we care for other people is, you know, we have a higher capacity for things like that, but it often comes with the expense of ourselves sometimes if we're not careful. So that is one of the things that I talk about in the book as well as just being able to understand what your trait is and how it can get you in trouble sometimes and how you can cope with it. Mm -hmm. And how do you, this is sort of like veering off a little bit, but how do you feel being highly sensitive and being an empath has helped you as a creator? Oh, it's been a key component to all of my art for all of eternity. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that you can think and feel deeply means that you can process your experiences and say something in an intelligent way through your art. So I actually think because you're an empath or a highly sensitive person that makes you an artist because art requires sensitivity. There's just no way around it. <laughs> um, so it helps, you know, it's required to, to make art. Mm-hmm. And have you found that, I mean, obviously you you found that you really need to focus on your self-care. Do you think the the field that you're in requires it a lot because you're putting yourself out there a little bit more than maybe you would otherwise? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, depending on which field you're in, like, well, I'm in, I'm in music, but you know, tons of people, everybody, everybody uses social media, right? Like if you're a creative entrepreneur, that's a big piece of it. And um, when it comes to putting yourself out there, you know, there's, all kinds of fears and blocks and self-limiting beliefs that might get in your way. And that's another thing that I talk about in the book is the mindsets that we can sometimes carry and how we can rewrite them so that they're serving you as opposed to holding you back. Yeah. 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 I love that because I think it's really easy to, to get stuck in that negative cycle or yes. to even think, um, like when I first started this podcast thinking, is anybody going to listen to it or, or, or sort of falling into perfectionistic tendencies and saying, maybe I won't even put that out there because it's not right. It's not exactly how I want it to be. And being able to kind of work on that mindset and just let go and, you know, let things, let things be and, and put it out there and kind of see what happens. Totally. Well, I mean, our bodies are brilliant vessels and they're designed to keep us safe, right? So perfectionism or procrastination is just a sneaky way of your body being like, just stay safe. Like don't, you know, because if you put yourself out there, you'll be judged, you know, you'll get haters, you'll blah, 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 blah. So it's your body is, you know, we should thank our bodies for being so brilliant because that's, it does keep us, you know, so that we don't get eaten by a tiger or something like that. (laughs) In actuality, you know, a lot of the fears are the things that are holding us back. And we know that in order to get to a next level, we have to start facing fears or rewriting beliefs that aren't serving us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you remember how, because I'm sure you've had to do a lot of work on that to be able to get where you are now. So do you remember sort of how it was at the beginning and what sort of mindset you had and and how you were able to work through that a little bit? Sure. Well, going back in time, 
again, one of the reasons why I started this book was because when I was 18, I suffered from severe depression at my worst, didn't want to be here anymore, was suicidal and wanted to drown in my bathtub. That's where I was at when I first started out in the music industry. And I didn't know how to cope. First of all, I didn't know what depression was or that I was even experiencing it. And I didn't know how to cope with it. And again, I was not an aware empath at this point, didn't know that my sensitivity was playing in my depression because I was thinking so deeply and feeling so deeply and all of that stuff. Um, I didn't really have any guardrails. So um, I think looking back, it just it took the having to go through the experience to learn about it and to figure out what works for me. And something else that really helped me throughout the depression was doing the short list. I talk about this in the book. It's three to five small manageable tasks when you're going through that sort of depression funk and just kind of cut the capacity down a little bit and, and be super patient with yourself and give yourself three to five manageable things that day to work on. And then that gives you something to do. It gives you confidence. You know, you can rebuild your confidence in yourself and, and things like that. So it just took going through the experience to learn about it, to be able to be like, okay, now I know what I need. I love that. I think that's so important too, because I, I was really depressed around <laughs> that age too. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's probably pretty common among HSPs. Um, yeah. But I wish I had sort of thought to do that because I feel like it really dragged out because you do need something you're quite kind of working toward or that you're doing to feel a little bit better about yourself and maybe even feel like you're working toward something and have a reason for being around. Yes. Yes, of course. And like, also just having that momentum, because when you're depressed or, you know, struggling with, you know, that it sucks the life out of you. You know, I was like, mm. in bed. I wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't seeing anybody, wasn't doing anything, wasn't eating, you know, it was just really immobilizing. And so when you're in that immobilized state or that brain fog, those three to five actions, like small manageable actions, you can, you know, and like whatever your capacity is that day, you know, if it's take a walk, if it's take a shower, if it, you know, like that's what I'm talking about, small manageable, that gives you momentum. And that momentum is something that's going to sort of we'll start turning again a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and just being able to do things like that to take care of yourself too. Mm-hmm. And, and hope that over time it, you feel like you want to take care of yourself and not that it's just like a task that you accomplished. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I I can recall even during that time, it's so funny. Like when you go through things like this, you really remember small details at the time. Like I remember like looking at myself in the mirror and I saw like a ghost, like I just didn't look like myself. I looked lifeless. It looked like I had no no clue what to do next, no motivation, no nothing. It was scary. It's like you don't even know yourself anymore, right? But when you do those small tasks, it just it 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 builds a trust in yourself. It builds a care for yourself and it just gets you out of the ditch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, like, you know, this is this that's what worked for me. And everybody gets to decide what works for them. Talk to your doctor, talk to your therapist you know, medications available, you know what I mean? So like whatever's working for you, um, do that. But that's just, that's just my personal experience and what helped me. Yeah. Well, have there been any, I guess, real struggles, um, that maybe being highly sensitive or an empath have, um, have brought in your career? 
I'm sure there have been. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was like, I've thought of a lot of things that have gone like personally, like, which I guess would in turn affect my career. So I'll start personal and then maybe I'll go career. I think um the the negative things that happened to me before I knew that I was an empath was I had no boundaries whatsoever. Like none. I was giving my energy and attention to people that were standing two feet in front of me without realizing I didn't have to. <laughs> you know, and that like not everybody deserves that whole, you know, your whole light and care of attention, like you get to decide who gets access to you and who gets to, you know, receive that light from you because not everybody deserve it and not not everybody is worth it. And sometimes, you know, the people that that sort of energy, they're just, they're not even worth our time. So I think in the beginning, I just didn't have any boundaries. My relationships were really one-sided at one point. I think that's why I was going to therapy a lot. And that's when I realized that I was overextending myself, over giving, and I needed to pull back and I needed to reassess and I needed to put some boundaries into place. So that's where I was at personally. And I think as a result, it ended up affecting my career as well, just because I was bummed. I was angry. I was sad. I was, you know, I was just like in a bummer mood. So um, that's why you're taking care of yourself in your personal life matters so much because it's going to affect your career. Right. Yeah. And I'm a boundary coach for HSP. So I love that answer. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that can really negatively affect us the most is not having boundaries because then we're just depleting our energy. And it's not, I mean, we're putting our energy into people and things that aren't maybe good for us or helping us or aren't serving us. So, um, yeah, setting boundaries as, as a highly sensitive person is. Uh, a must, definitely. Yeah, a must, yeah. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you wanted to make sure to bring up, whether it's related to your book or to yourself or or anything? Sure. Um, I think I think just that um, you know, the book, it's it's super easy to read. It's written by an artist and an empath. So, you know, what's different about it is it's it's not from a therapist. It's not from a doctor. It's from an empath who's living an artistic life and understands the artistic lifestyle. So we don't have nine to fives. We don't, we're our own bosses. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's, I think that's what sets it apart is that it's written by somebody who gets what you're doing if you're in a creative career and what that means and the types of struggles and challenges that you're surely going to face. And every chapter kind of caters to that. So I think, I think um, that's all I have to say as I just hope that it reaches the creative community that it's intended for. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't heard of any other books that are quite like this one. So awesome. it's great that you did this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was like literally walking around bookstores and I was, I was looking for this book, you know, I was like, I need this self-care book that is speaking to me and my life air. And so I was like, okay, you know, and like my coach was always saying, like, you know, if you if you don't see the book on the shelves you're wanting to see, you're the one to write it. So I'm like, well, I'm, I took that seriously. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It does seem like if, if you can't find it, put it out there because yeah. I'm sure somebody else is looking for the same thing. 
100%. Yeah, 100%. And like, you know, I, I had the, you know, privilege of being able to interview other creatives at the top of their fields. There's, you know, hit songwriters there, there's celebrity photographers, there's dancers and stuff. And they all, they're all giving their perspective on A, their career and what that looks like. B, the, the types of struggles that they've had to face and how they overcame them. And also what they do for their self care. So it's kind of nice. You get to not only see my perspective from the music industry side, of things, but you get to see people from all over that are doing all kinds of different creative things. And you also get to see the common threads and you're reminded that you're not alone in what you're doing. Well, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to have to read it. I mean, I've been big into theater and dance for like my whole life. Um, don't do it so much now, unfortunately, but I, I definitely have to read that book and yeah. I'm curious what other people have to share um, awesome. in your book as well too. Yay. Yeah. Cool. So if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? Sure. So I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Um, I actually host the songwriter series quarterly. So it is a online one-to-one um, workshop where songwriters get by other hit songwriters. It's really cool. I moderate it. Um, I curate different songwriters every time. So if you're in music, you're an artist, a songwriter, and you want to be in the room with a hit songwriter and get a chance to ask questions, get a chance to get mentored, that's a perfect way for you guys to um, connect with me and work with me um, a little bit more. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. You can help support the podcast by taking a minute to rate and review it, share a favorite episode with a friend, or become a subscriber on Patreon or Spotify for $5 a month for ad-free episodes plus two bonus episodes a month. Thanks for listening.